from the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey, which is very wet again on a weekend, and Greenville, South Carolina, where Citadel is going to face Furman today, the voice of Citadel, Luke Moore, and I welcome you to Teeing It Up Presents the Sunday Sprint for this wild card Saturday, July 5th, 2019. Happy New Year. I have not talked to you because I told you I would not talk to you if you lost last Sunday. Um, let me ask you this in the nicest way. Um, do, would you like changes made uh, to the Vikings in the offseason? Um, the only changes I would like, or I think are necessary, are changes to the offensive line. Because uh, I still think this team, you know, as we've discussed throughout the year, I mean, this was a team that won uh, 13 games a year ago, made it to the NFC Championship, and uh, they really didn't lose anybody. They just added Kirk Cousins to the quarterback position, and he wasn't as good uh, this year as he needed to be. He was pretty inconsistent. He started out really well, and he finished pretty pretty terribly. Yes. Uh, Sunday night. So, uh, but I still, I still trust Kirk Cousins. I still have faith in him. I think if they can bulk up the offensive line, he was pressured. Uh, I think 40% of his dropbacks this year, which is just way too much. Uh, so the only changes are bulk a bit offensive line, which could be hard because of their salary cap situation, and then get an offensive coordinator in there because, as we saw, John DiFilippo was, was not the right guy for the job. So I don't know who they're going to bring in, but get somebody who, like Pat Shermer who can get the most out of that offense. Um, all right, so now that you've gotten the sour taste out of your mouth, let's look at these four wild card games. Um, you know, we have no games to pick. You know, there was no conversation, Luke, about which games you want to talk about because it's all laid out in front of us. Isn't that fun? Yeah, you know, it uh, removes the, the difficulty of it, I guess. Yes. It's picked for you. And there are four pretty good games for the, the Wild Card Weekend. Can I just say that it is right now pouring in, in the swamps of Jersey? I mean, just absolutely deluge pouring. Well, uh, it's a good thing the Jets or Giants aren't yeah, seriously. All right, here's the teams that are in a dome. We will get Houston and Indianapolis. For me, this is a very interesting matchup. Um, Indy is surging. Houston has played solid. DeAndre Hopkins has not dropped a pass all year, which is insane. 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 Think about that. He has not dropped a pass. I think it's 115 or 125, something like that. To me, I think Indianapolis wins this game, but this is really a toss-up. I think you know Vegas sees it that way with a one-and-a-half-point line. This is really a toss-up. Yeah, I like this Colts team uh, a lot. Uh, I think for the Colts, it's a pretty good matchup. You know, the Texans have such a terrible offensive line, one of the worst in the league, and certainly the worst in the playoffs. In fact, it's not common that you see a team you know, even make the playoffs with such a poor offensive line. Sean Watson is able to cover up a lot of that, but really not enough. It's the second least efficient offense in the playoffs this year. Um, but, you know, the Colts have an underrated defense. It's number one in points allowed the last 10 weeks. The Colts are number one in point differential the last 10 weeks, and I've got 9-1 and one during that stretch. So I think this is, you know, for 60, this is still a pretty underrated Colts team. They're playing really good football. So I, I like that defense against the uh, Texans offensive line. And on the flip side, you know, the Texans, they're able to pressure the quarterback, and yet the secondary, they've allowed the most passing yards over the last month, and now you have Andrew Luck coming in, who's had an MVP type of season. Uh, the Colts just beat the Texans a couple weeks ago. I have no reason to believe this will be any different. Uh, I like this Colts team a lot. Um, they may still be a year away, but I think this could be, you know,
know, I don't know about a dynasty, but a team that's going to be towards the top of the AFC for a number of years, and I think they win today. You dropped the D word? Yeah, I don't want to go that far. I don't know how, you know, I don't know if they're going to win a bunch of, I don't know if they're going to win a single Super Bowl, but I think they're going to be one of those teams that uh, will consistently be in the playoffs for the next handful of years in the AFC. I think they, they got all the pieces. Uh, they need some, some better weapons around Andrew Luck, but since adding Marlon Mack to the starting lineup, they're 10-2 and two this year. Uh, he's able to add a running game for them. They have a defense, obviously the quarterback, T.Y. Hilton. They got good tight ends. Uh, I like this, this group a lot, and they have a lot of salary cap in the offseason. I think nine draft picks next year, so they're only going to get better. How, how many dynasties are there, are there currently in the NFL and have been in recent years? I mean, I would say only the Patriots. Correct. Um, so you are insane to say that the Colts could, could start a dynasty. Well, I said I wouldn't go that far. I know, know but you, you floated the concept. Yeah, well, I think they're going to be a consistent playoff team. Uh, so maybe not a dynasty, but a top team in the AFC for the next handful of years. You are crazy. Seattle, <laughs> but I, I've always thought you're crazy because you're a Vikings <laughs> fan. So there we go. And you probably think I'm crazy, so we're even. Um, <laughs> Seattle and Dallas. Dallas is at home. Um, Dallas has played much better since they acquired Amari Cooper. I love Dallas in this game. I'm sorry, Seattle, but you're way too inconsistent for my liking. I think Dallas wins this game. This is the biggest toss-up for me. Uh, I think Dallas wins as well, but I'm not overly confident. To me, these are two teams that kind of try to be like each other. Yes, they are. They both like to run the football. They both like to rely on the defense, have the quarterback do kind of as little as possible. Uh, Seahawks ran it more than anybody else. We know the Cowboys, they really rely on the run game. The difference for me is that um, the Seahawks, they have a coach and a quarterback that have been there before. They have a quarterback that plays really well, big games, and Russell Wilson makes those around him better, where Dak Prescott kind of relies on those around him to make him better. You know, since they got Amari Cooper, uh, the run game has to be going well for Dak to play well. So for me, there's a, a more things that need to go right for the Cowboys. But at the end of the day, they're home, where they've played really well this year, finally, and I think they're just a more talented team. They have a better defense. I think they do have the more consistent run game. So I'll go with the Cowboys. This is a big game for, for Dak Prescott and his future, and, uh, and even Jason Garrett and the Cowboys overall. To oh. walk, you know, finally win a playoff game. I think they only have two playoff wins in the last 20 years. Yeah. All I'll say is this, Luke, in an absolutely meaningless game last week, Dak led them down the field to beat the Giants with a really impressive drive and a really impressive throw on the run. So I think all you need to know about that is is that, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, and that's a good point. Uh, they didn't play Zeke. They didn't play some of their offensive linemen, but... In the meaningless game, they still wanted Dak to play the whole game, and they wanted to come out and throw it. I mean, they threw it two-thirds of the time, and I think part of that was to build that sort of confidence to get ready for the playoffs because Dak's going to have to make some plays. And he threw those four touchdowns last week, almost 400 yards. We'll see if he could keep it going. San Diego. Uh, San Diego. Jim Nance was asked this week on San Diego Radio how many times he's going to say San Diego. He put the over-under at six. Oh, boy. Um this is just hard for people. The Los Angeles Chargers and the Baltimore Ravens. There you go. Um, to me, I think this is this is fascinating. This is a, a a really aggressive Charger offense against a Baltimore defense that really impressed me uh, when they beat. Um, 
in Cleveland last week to, to get in and to hold off Pittsburgh and that last stand as Baker was driving. And these are teams that played a couple weeks ago. They're very familiar with each other. It was in a different stadium, obviously. It was in Los Angeles. There was a winner there that... Uh, that winner was Baltimore on the road, which surprised a lot of people. I just think Sandy up, uh, Sandy. I did it again, Luke. Did it again. I think Los Angeles wins this game. I think they, I think they have too much power. They have they, they they have veterans who are proven in the playoffs. We have no idea what Lamar Jackson's going to be like in the playoffs. Yeah, we, we're continuing to agree. Uh, I like the Chargers as well. I've said really all year, or at least the second half of the year. I mean, I think they have uh, maybe the most talented roster in the league, certainly one of the most talented rosters. Um, they lost to the Ravens, as you mentioned, a couple weeks ago, but, but a couple things with that game, one being that the Chargers actually they play better on the road this year than at home, and they have no home field advantage, so I'm not really concerned about them going to Baltimore. And then the other part being, you know, Lamar Jackson's going to be the first quarterback ever uh, younger than 22 years old to play in a playoff game uh, so that's questionable and so right but then also the fact that this Ravens offense is kind of a uh, like smoke and mirror offense with just the amount of times he runs the football and uh, the Chargers are going to be the first team that gets to see Jackson a second time this year so I'm curious how that will affect things will they be able to figure him out I mean already in the first go around I know the Ravens won but mainly because their defense played really well uh, offensively Lamar Jackson had his worst game he had a QBR of 29 that day and the Ravens really didn't do much in the second half. It seemed like the Chargers had already figured them out, what they do, how often Jackson runs by the end of the game. And so we'll see if they come out with a better game plan this weekend to slow him down and allow Phil Rivers to do just enough to win. But I still like the Chargers team a lot. I think they may be the most dangerous team for a Super Bowl appearance uh, that's playing this weekend. So I agree. I like the Chargers in Baltimore. Um. And the game that NBC is hoping does not go to overtime because then it would run into the Golden Globes. We have, uh, it's crazy. I mean, this game could end up, if this game runs late, Luke, it's, it's going to run into the Golden Globes. It's got to be, you know, they've got, it's a 440 kickoff. They've got three hours and 20 minutes to get this game in. Or else, I don't know what they're going to do with the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was originally reported before they made these official, but you know, like because of that, people thought that they would actually have the afternoon game on Sunday. Yes, the, uh, there was a whole schedule. Every DVR in America had the wrong listings. They had ABC having the Saturday night game, which would have been stunning. They had Fox in the four twenty five Sunday slot. They had. CBS with the early Saturday slot. They had NBC with the early Sunday slot. Um, and then that all got changed when the schedule came out, um, which was really surprising. I'm sure it'll be a nice lead-in to the Golden Globes. Yes, uh, yes, that'll give, that, the, yeah, the, uh, that'll give them a nice ratings boost. That game is Philly and Chicago. It's a huge line. It's a six-and-a-half-point line for Chicago. Um, I assume this is in regards to Nick Foles' injury. Um, how do you view this game? Because obviously a lot of this is going to, you know, bank on how he's feeling. I really don't know. You know, I said the Seahawks-Cowboys was the biggest toss-up for me this weekend. I, now that we're talking about this game, I think I have to change my mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I was, you are not allowed, Luke. You, you can only change your mind once per show. We've been through this. Well, I think this is the one time. Uh... <laughs> The Eagles, I think, will cover the spread at least. I think they'll keep it to you know, six 
points or less. But I don't know if they're going to win. I'm still not all that sold on Chicago. Uh, you know, when I talk about the Colts being good for a couple of years in the future, uh, for me, the Bears and the Cowboys are a couple of those teams that I think will take a step back next year because they're kind of fluky to me, for lack of a better term. But I still don't trust Trubisky. The defense relies a lot on turnovers. And uh, the Bears, they, uh, they're undefeated when holding their opponents to less than, I think it's 25 points. That's when they've gotten their 12 wins. The Eagles are playing really well with Nick Foles. So I think they can go in there into Chicago, get 25 points or more. And I don't know if Trubisky can keep up in some sort of, of, uh, of shootout. Um, the Eagles are playing with house money. And they shouldn't be there. They snuck in at the 60. They got a backup quarterback. They just won the Super Bowl last year. And they really have nothing to lose. Foles is playing for his free agent future. Uh, so I think he'll continue to play well. I think the Eagles play well. I, I, I want to pick Philadelphia to win this game, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm on the fence, but I think it'll be closer than the, than the seven-point spread. To me, um, it, to, to me, what's going to be really interesting about this um, game is, as you said, Trubisky is unproven in the playoffs. This whole Bears team, Matt Nagy, is unproven in the playoffs. Philly's playing with house money, but I think if you end up in a game against quote-unquote inferior opponents, or sorry, sorry, not inferior, inexperienced opponents, do you suddenly become the favorite? And what would this line be if it was, um, if, if Nick Foles was healthy? And do you trust Carson Wentz if he becomes the guy again? It's a weird scenario. I think... If they're healthy, I think Philly wins this game. If not, I think Chicago wins this game. I'm, I'm not a Chicago believer by any means. Um, I just think that Philly has one too many weapons um, if Nick Foles is healthy. Not that I think we'll see the uh, Philly special, but I just think they have one too many um, proven weapons versus the unprovenness of Chicago. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'll agree with that. It, it could come down to the health of Bulls. But uh, like we both said, yeah, I, I just don't trust the Bears. The Eagles have been there. Bulls, is, you know, he won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, I think Philadelphia can certainly go into Chicago and win tonight, or tomorrow night, rather, if Bulls uh, at least is, is, is healthy enough to perform well. So think about this. They're, they're running game. They've had the following people score touchdowns today. Josh Adams, Wendell Small with Corey Clement, Jay Ajayi, who I believe has lost for the year, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. One of them, either either a Jair Sproles has lost for the year. All of them have scored touchdowns this year. Um, Zach Ertz, obviously, is the best tight end, I, I think, in all of football because I, I think Gronk's on the, on the downturn. Um, they, 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 they have the ability to, to, to get at you in multiple ways. And, and Chicago, meanwhile, Luke, is, is just... I, I just don't know how Trubisky's going to play. He's got 12 picks in the year, 24 and 12. They've got a running back in Josh and Jordan Howard, who I think is going to surprise a lot of people when he goes on the, on the natural national stage. And you've got a bunch of receivers, Allen Robinson, Tariq Cohen, Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton, Anthony Miller. And, um, and uh, that's basically the, the crew that's got a lot of touchdowns. Those are all unproven. Yeah. Yeah, and what's interesting too is that uh, you know the two coaches come from the same coaching tree with Andy yes. Reid, so um, we'll see if that provides any sort of uh, advantage one side or the other. If the offenses look similar tonight, regardless of who's out there. 
Khalil Mack has to have a big game. I mean, that, that, that just goes without saying. He's got to get after the quarterback, and when you have an injured quarterback, they're going to go right at those ribs, right at that midsection, and see what they can get. You know, it's just yeah. that, that's just how it works. You and I both know this. All right. Um, uh-huh. There's obviously no game to watch golf during, although if you want to watch golf today during Indianapolis, Houston, it's on NBC from 4 to 6, and then Golf Channel 68, the Century Tournament of Champions for Gary Woodland as a three-shot lead going into the weekend. Um, but for my money, I've got Indy, Dallas, San Diego, Philly. I'm sorry, Los Angeles, Philly. Wow, you're, you're, you're going to... Yes, and your picks? I'm going to say, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to say the same, which may not be interesting, but I'm going to say, uh, yeah, Colts, Cowboys, uh, Chargers, and I'll go Eagles. Um, what time today for Citadel versus Furman? Four o'clock. Four o'clock. What, what's the key to the game? Oof, good question. I mean, Furman was a top 25 team a couple weeks ago. They're maybe the best team in the conference. Uh, it's going to be a tough game for the Citadel on the road. Uh, they got a shoot better and play better defense than they did the other night when they lost to Watford. Um, who's been the best player? Who, sh- who should we watch out? Who is the player to watch today? For which side? Or just in general? Just just in general. Who are you looking at? Um, good question. Uh, Furman's got this guy, uh, Matt Rafferty, who's averaging 17 points per game, but 20 points per game in the conference. Uh, he's, he's good. He's going to slow him down. And who's your football player to watch over the next two days? Okay, uh, I'm going to say, you know, I'll say Dak Prescott, because I think there's a big game for his future. I agree. Or even his legacy, and just for the Cowboys franchise to see their guy moving forward. They need a playoff win. Yes, they do. Who wins the national title game on Monday? Alabama, but I think it'll be a good close game. I, I am with you on that. Luke, uh, enjoy your football weekend, and enjoy Citadel versus Furman at 4 on the... Citadel Radio Network. Is that what you're called? Yes. Oh, I got that right. That was a guess. Any sponsors you want to shout out while you're you're going through okay. all your must dos for today? No, I don't have I don't have any personal sponsors. They can't wait till the, the game. Okay, we'll wait until the game. And obviously, tomorrow morning's po- uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning's post. It's not a post game show. Uh, although you could host a post game show one day, depending on how timing works out. You know, um, yeah. weekdays from ten to noon on ESPN Radio Charleston, which will eventually have weekly golf talk once I can bribe Luke and his producer into it. Um, thank you, sir. As always, and enjoy your football weekend. Thank you.